Brothers and sisters, what up, what up? It's Brad the Dad, and this is the Free Lunch Bunch. How's everybody doing? Me and myself, I can't call it. Just enjoying life, man. Enjoying the highs and the lows. Recently, I've been uh, binge listening to that game and Kanye song, Easy. And I can sit up here... And recognize that life is very much so a marathon. Everything we've done thus far has got to the point where we are. And not every moment is a glorious moment. I can sit up here and tell y'all that everything was cool for the most part. But then I'd be lying to you. Thing is, man, when you were a person who gets to live a certain amount of time, you have a whole bunch of regrets. One of the biggest regrets I have in my life, man, is letting something mentally deter me from going over there and being exactly who I can be in life. The biggest regret that I have is the fact that I used to be a nigga that used to lay up on women, used to lay up on bitches. I used to be a homosexual. Now, I learned so much in that small period of time. But that small period of time really left a big impression on my mind state today. See, there's a lot of things that people don't take in consideration when they're in a situation as bad as that. So today, I'm going to speak to you about five things that I learned being a <laughs> homosexual. Number one. You not be able to stand on your feet leaves you utterly defenseless. See, any man that ain't got a motherfucking roof over his head is a nigga that's in survival mode. And when you're in survival mode, integrity kind of goes out the window because you don't know where you're going to lay your head at night. I used to work at the Greyhound station. One thing that used to bother me the most about working in a place like that is how crazy people used to treat the people that didn't have what they have. This classism shit is some shit that I just didn't like. And so I would sit there working over there in that area and I would watch people stay there all night because they didn't want to be out there on the streets. Because when you're out there on the streets at night, people fucking with you. People trying to take what you got. There's women in there. They were in there in that station because they didn't want to get raped and such as that. So I'm a nigga that's not motivated. I'm not going anywhere with my life. So, of course, this girl that I think I like or I don't know if she like me, she's believing in me enough to stay in her dwellings because, well, she wants comfort. She wants sex. She wants a man in the house because... She needs somebody else to bounce this energy that she only gives to her dog. So, of course, she would want me in the house. Of course, she needs me as a distraction to stay away from her roommate that's getting on her fucking nerves. This, ladies and gentlemen, is a common thing. But I did myself a disservice by being not motivated to have my own things. See, you're with somebody that lacks the graces of having somebody on their, somebody in their space on their own. So they have to coax you with the thought of providing shelter, food, and much less sexual pleasures. And that's enough to make a lazy motherfucker sit still forever or until they get out this trance that they're in. And that was my problem. 
I just had no reason to do anything else. She's at work holding it down. I'm at the crib, Netflix and chilling. Oh, shit. My niggas is online. Let's get this 2K popping. That was me for some years. And I was perfectly content with it being that way. Now, the problem with these short-minded, short-sighted situations is, well, they're short-sighted. I know a couple dudes, older dudes, that are career uh, homosexuals. They're not going nowhere. And the lady is perfectly content taking care of a nigga while this man gives her all the hell possible. And I just couldn't perfectly see that happening for me. I mean, it was cool while it lasted. But a part of me is like, fuck this shit. I just couldn't be in somebody else's life as a complimentary piece. Something about you when you let your nuts drop completely makes you want to be the one that makes the decisions. And how the hell can you make the decisions living in somebody else's house, being somebody else's dependent, waiting for them to provide for you and your able-bodied person? I just couldn't do it. The second thing I learned is the woman that is providing the shelter shoulders none of the blame at all. I guess this is kind of self-explanatory. None of this shit is her fault. We're not going to sit up here and point fingers at this woman like she made a mistake. By you not being able to stand on your feet and being in the service, well, being in the debt of a woman, you ain't doing yourself no favors. First and foremost, I, when a woman is in a state of need, I treat them just like children. Not because it's the thing to do. It's because when you listen to the rationale of why people do what they did, it's always because you did some shit. Like a child would do. You hit me, I'm going to hit you back. You took my stuff, I did that to you. You did it to me, so I'm going I'm to make sure you know how I feel, so I did it back to you. The rationale of a child. So... If you in somebody's space, not contributing, what else do you think is going to come of that? See, people set traps to let you know that they're not going to be responsible for where you take them if you don't give them the desired response, like a child. And because you're not on your shit, you might as well be the dependent. So a motherfucker has to work eight hours a day, come home and still clean the house and deal with a nigga, a grown nigga. Laid up in they shit, they'll let that shit go for a little bit, but it wears and tears against the damn relationship. So you can have a perfectly sane woman, but as long as she's okay with you being in her space, fucking on her, leaving her with a wet ass, and she get to cook food and be a woman for a, a time or two, she's content. But eventually, she's going to want you to be a man. And eventually, what's happening after that it's not only going to be her fault. So you have to figure out how it is you fit in this process. And I don't know if it's always negative. I know the positive, it ain't, the positive isn't always there. Because somebody's going to want you to up the ante. No one's okay with being the side chick. No one's okay with playing the limelight. Especially if you're talking about a woman. She'll be somebody's toy to a motherfucker she perceives as being more valuable to you. But if we're talking about value, how are you more valuable than her and you living up and depending on her for her shit?
See what I'm saying? Number three, sex is only a weapon to deflect from the real problem. When I say to you, good people, that sex was the only reason why you had a place to stay, that's the only reason why you had a place to stay. See, you can be a beautiful man going in a beautiful direction, but I need something tangible. And ain't nothing more tangible to a woman that's lonely than a wet ass and somebody rubbing you on it so you can go to sleep. When I tell you that made a career-changing move for myself, that's what the fuck it was. And you a young, healthy motherfucker. So I'm doing it at nauseam two, three times a day because I, if I'm not going to the gym, if I'm not playing the game, I'm not watching a movie on her dime. All this on her dime. I'm just providing the system. She's providing the shelter. So provide me the ass. I'll give you a reason to sit up here and not be mad no more. Now, that's a deflection because she's still mad, but not as mad because, well, you know, she goes to sleep shaking, smiling. She'll make a bum nigga breakfast. In fact, when I think about it, all my relationships... Outside of maybe two or three, I was the motherfucker that made the less money. Now, money shouldn't be as important because women say money ain't everything. But that's la that's that's a cap. That's a lie. You need to be able to employ and contribute. Me doing the physical things that a housewife would do is a role reversal, and then you have made a monster. A motherfucker feels since they house you and everything like that, you're supposed to do this for me. You're supposed to have the house clean. You're supposed to have, make sure the food is together. You're supposed, you're supposed to sit up here and make my trek from work to home as comfortable as possible. So I was an indentured servant. I just reaped all the benefits until it went bad. Um, Number four. This whole arrangement is about control. This has nothing to do with love. You bring somebody into your intersanctum. You feed them. You house them. You provide comfort from out there from that cold-ass world. This has nothing to do with love. First of all, I'm a man in a woman's house. Women, from my understanding, having friends, family, whatever... Don't like abusive people. They deal with a whole bunch of abuse on the scale that men are not even privy to because we have our male privilege. It's a real thing. It does exist. And this is why we have a gender war for equality right there. And I keep telling you, y'all don't want that. But that's besides the point. Women don't like a motherfucker to employ tactics that sit up here and make them feel less than. Well, you in a role reversal situation, this ain't beneficial to you because the moment you fall from grace in this woman's mind, which is mighty easy because everybody's threshold is different, you tend to lose a whole lot of ground as far as respect goes because there's a difference between being a person that fell on hard times and a person that's being lazy, a person that's a procrastinator. And I was a procrastinating ass motherfucker. Like this lick could go on forever. So when you don't act right, 
people do things to control the situation. I remember one time, a motherfucker got mad at me. So bad to the point that I'm not going to feed you because you're getting on my fucking nerves. Now with me, I don't need a pretense to be a mean motherfucker to you. If I don't fuck with you, I don't fuck with you. But me being mad at you doesn't mean that you're going to do a value. It just means I'm going to get the fuck away from you. That would have been the sensible thing. But I'm the person that's in debt to her. So she thought it was the thing to do to say, I'm not going to feed you. Huh. Learned a valuable lesson that day that this motherfucker wants control. This motherfucker ain't for me. Now, this is a this is a leech type relationship on both of our parts. Because here you are having to buy a motherfucker's company, love, sex, etc. to be next to you. And here I am being bought. Nobody won in this situation. So it was about control. It's a tug of war that happened with more than one woman. And when you go through this, a career path that it became for a nigga for a while, you learn nothing about it other than the motherfucker trying to control you, trying to shape the narrative. And me, I ain't no abusive motherfucker. I'm not going to put my hands on you, talk crazy to you. I'm going to just get the fuck away from you. Because being the big motherfucker that I am, they're not going to believe that you are the aggressor as a lady. They believe I am. So I have to be real tactful about how I go about doing these things. I got to be respectful. But at the same time, I ain't going to let no bitch walk over me. Even if I am in her service, you ain't going to take it too far. But when a motherfucker has never had control before, never in their life, and they see this big nigga that they can possibly control, well, damn, that's a that's a stake in the lion's den. It's too tempting not to try. See what I'm saying? Shit crazy, man. And the fifth thing I learned about this is broken people will continue this game going forward. You think it's funny that a lot of people put stock in somebody lesser than them? Are we so starved of power that we will sit up here and make a person that we feel that's lesser than us, as far as the life thing goes, our kings and queens? We will sit up here and put a stamp on a motherfucking prisoner. Because you're not, you're not progressing anywhere in life. You really must just a treadmill. And I can control a treadmill because that upward mobility ain't coming because you relying on me to give you something that you should be wanting to go out there and actually get yourself. I come from a broken home. These women are from broken homes. And in your young wisdom, or lack thereof, you think you can make a situation out of these social norms that we consider to be, you know, well, normal. And they're not. You can't be laid up with somebody, sharing intimate moments with somebody you generally don't care about. Because it leaves a bad vibe. Here a motherfucker is buying your love. Buying your time. I don't want to be up under you every time, even if I like you. If I love you, if I'm married to you, I don't want to see you every day. I don't want to hang out with your friends. I don't want to do all this shit. 
Not because I'm a broken motherfucker. It's because I have a life outside of you. These women, with the exception of maybe one, did not have a life outside their relationship with me. Hence why you will pay for a motherfucker's companionship because you broken. It ain't your fault that you are broken. A lot of things happen in our formative years that are out of our control. We are just defenseless children. And our interpretation of love is based purely upon how we react to the world and the world sees us. Motherfuckers wasn't about to sit up here and be a better version of themselves because they still have the mind of a child and the body of an adult. There will not be any progress on your part. And here I am being a leech taking that from you. So if a motherfucker can hate me for the rest of their life because I put them in that position, I'm perfectly fine with that. But the reality is you wasn't always on the up and up too. Here I am being berated and talked about because of what I'm doing to you. And on the other hand, you still doing your own thing. And because I'm out here living to be as free as the breeze doing what I please, I don't give a fuck. I didn't hold it against you. And that's the thing. You're a broken person holding a grudge with another broken person. Because you feel like everything you giving somebody, giving to somebody, is more valuable than what they gave you back. And that's when you start laughing. Even with me being the worst motherfucker in the world, I haven't caught the amount of hell that another motherfucker left. You left and said, fuck you, I'm going to do this. But motherfuckers over here being side bitches to military niggas. You getting married and not happy in your marriage. You lonely and blaming the motherfucker that you was with last for your situation. See how nobody assumes the blame for the debacle that there's life? You can have a bad period of your life and one nigga was the key attribute to that being that way and you'll be the worst motherfucker forever. This is when you have to grow thick skin, ladies and gentlemen. Because nobody's going to ever be satisfied with losing. You invested in a person and it went absolutely nowhere. So you have to point fingers like this person was the bad guy. They did this to me. Not knowing that the game that you ran on this nigga, you gonna run on the next nigga. And it's going to be the same fucking result because you failed to see the flaw in your plan in the beginning. I think it's very interesting that all these pro-woman people are taking the broken template that they would see a man do. You want to be a tyrant to a nigga? And for the most part, it happens. The mental warfare you are not prepared to deal with as a man. You are not prepared for a woman to flip it on you. So you can imagine how I felt when a motherfucker flipping on me and I didn't even see it coming because I'm living so comfortable on another motherfucker's dime. Now, what I'm telling you is some crazy shit. Some shit that men don't say. Because it's like this. In order for you to grow and to learn, you have to see that these things exist. There are young men out here in the world right now that are going through something and they feel it's just exclusive to them. They start to feel crazy because they don't even know who to bounce this type of information off of. This shit happened maybe five, six years ago to me. Five, six years ago, I didn't have no homies to share this information with.
But as the man I am now, making moves and steadily progressing, I can look back on this dark period of my life and be like, you know what? I was on some bullshit. And I ain't got no ill will. Out of all these situations, I may got one enemy. One. And she not really mad. She just didn't get what she want. I guess she's mad. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't give a fuck. But that's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. In order for you to find peace in your life, not only do you have to heal, you have to reflect, you have to project this on to somebody else as far as expressing yourself and venting. Vent! Everybody going to tell your business anyway. But it's different if you tell the story yourself. Which is why I love this social media metaverse thing that's going on right now. Because now you can be the individual you are for real. This happened and this is really my life. No gimmick. I can glamorize the worst parts of my life simply because, well, I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. <laughs> With that being said, man, this has been the Freelance Bunts. I am Brad the Dad, Beastie Brad. Ha 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 ha. Feel me? Follow me on Instagram, Freelance Bunch. This is also available on Spotify and Anchor. Hashtag Free Lunch Bunch. Until next time, y'all be cool. Y'all be cool. I'm gone.